Welcome to the Good Life Store Podcast, Episode 4. I'm Jeremy, here with John Dietz from 45th Parallel and Mountain Top Dispensary. I'm not even going to go why into why we're laughing, just let's run the f- intro. Mountain I think pot. you should take one hit of that weed. weed. Okay. <laughs> and I think you'll have a really good time. And enjoy it, man. Okay, so it has been a day to try to make this happen right here. I know. Let's start with the power cord. I know. It's still in my office back at home. Well, at least you got a new one. Yeah. And then we started this show once already, and, uh, you know, things didn't work. And now we're known as Mountain Pot Dispensary. Yeah. (laughs) Did I say pot? Yeah. Mountain Top Dispensary. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, John, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. It's a long time no see. I'm glad you guys came up. Yeah. Too long, man. So... Explain the history. Why are we here? Um, I'm no longer in the vapor industry, so we're now in the canna space. Yes, we are. And uh, we are in your lab right now. Yeah. It's kind of surreal. It, it's, it's super crazy for me to be sitting here in your lab. Yeah, instead of vice versa, me sitting in your lab. So I'm here, uh, well, actually Buck and myself are here. I'm sure, I, I'm not sure if Buck's going to get on the camera or not. And if he, I, I'm sure he has some questions for you as well. Oh, hey, there's Buck. Hi. So we're here to uh, get some concentrates from you and to help you out with your grand opening for your new store. Is this your first store? Yep. First of many. It's, it's such a cool thing that you're doing here. Um, for one, I am a dabber, as you know, and as they well know as well, um, I'm a dabber through and through. I searched high and I searched low and you were right there the whole time. Yeah. I know when you texted me, you were like, this is the best stuff I've ever had. And I was like, okay, that's a heck of a compliment coming from him. So that meant that we were on to, we were on to something. We knew, we knew, we knew from day one that we were on to something. And so, we wanted to make sure that uh, we were putting a quality product out, also something that's inexpensive and affordable. Yeah. So. Well, my problem with dabs, especially in this industry, it's not so much in the cannabis space. Uh, there's a lot of variety in the cannabis space, especially as, as far as texture goes and things like that. For me, I can't, I, I like shatter, but I don't always like shatter. You know what I mean? I don't always like things dirty. I like it with some consistency, with some texture, and and most importantly, with some good potent medicine in it. Sure. There's not really that good of a dab industry yet in the hemp space, at least in my experience. I think the, um, I think the organic chemistry will catch up um, here pretty soon. I would say that there's a lot of trial and error in this industry. Um, 
a lot of people didn't come from science backgrounds. I myself came from a science background with biology and technology. So therefore this, I can actually understand and wrap my head around not only the science and the preparation, but also the mathematics that are, uh, entail in this, um, and the degree of organics being used, um, which is a, which is a problem in some of the areas in the industry because there's a lot of inorganic materials yeah. out there. Yeah. Do you think that I feel that the industry is in its infancy? I keep telling everyone around me that this is just the very, very beginning. We're only scratching the surface of what's possible with hemp, especially in, in terms of the way that we all use it. I agree. Um, I would like to see where we're at five years five years from now. Um, and yeah, we are in infancy uh, simply because, you know, that's only, we've only had about probably 10 years worth of research to where we're at now and add another 10 or five years on top of that where we're at in present day. Um, it'll be phenomenal how clean the products will be. And of course, you know, regulations will come in and, and force it, force the industry to, to come with a clean with a clean product and and i'm all for that you don't want something that's a gas station uh yes. convenience store c type uh those those people really don't have uh those products don't have wellness in mind they have uh profit in mind. yes absolutely so. pretty packaging but in in some cases what i've come across in the industry is that there's same products coming out of the same facility different wrapper on it sure oh yeah that's uh there's uh there's about seven to there's about seven to eight national uh national laboratories that produce on a on a very large scale um that package and repackage um it's the same product that goes out the door um there may be you know two or three different dollars price point but it's the same same stuff and um i believe when you get to that size that you're basically turning yourself into another, uh, like an auto manufacturer. You're putting the same screw in, putting the same bolt in, putting that same tire and hub on every single day of the week, and nothing nothing gets changed. Um, our advantage is is that we are able not only to produce and manufacture, but we're also a compounding laboratory. Yes. And the focus the focus for us on the quality side is that we're actually doing a lot of data driven research live with our customers to find out and tweak exactly what works for them. So therefore, say a company's mass manufacturing these things, they're basically throwing a blanket or a hat on top of it and saying, okay, this is a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be the industry. I personally don't think that that's what the industry holds in general in the future. I believe that the science and the medical approach to this is going to be that of almost a pharmacy, pharmacy and, and pharmaceutical style. Not saying that the pharmaceutical companies will, will take the industry over. What I'm saying is, is that those who understand the science and understand the chemistry need to rise to the occasion to actually break that one size fits all mantra and work with, you know, subsets of different care for different people. All right. I couldn't agree more, and especially in the terms of a, an actual person that owns a store, that we, you know, we're, Good Life is in the position, unfortunately, where we don't make many of our own products anymore. Sure. You know, we use people like you in the industry that, and, and 
uh, to be honest with you, it's kind of opened my eyes, especially in terms of I've always had this one track mindset of I can do it, I can learn it. And since uh, getting into this industry and really seeing that there are people like you that specialize in what you specialize in, to me, it's important for my customers to experience the absolute best from the entirety of the industry. And that's where you and I differ from storefronts is that my store is going to be a uh, curated collection of what I feel is and what my team feels is the best that is possibly out there in the legal marketplace. Um, where I'm impressed is that I've proven on a weekly basis now that I'm scratching the surface as someone that's looking, you know, because there are mass market email uh, chains that, of course, all of us store owners get. But there's not many connections anymore within the industry where it's someone like me reaching out to someone like you or vice versa. You know, uh, I, I don't. Are you into the wholesale side of the business? I am. We have we have several wholesale accounts. Uh, matter of fact, we're you know we had plans to white label white label for your company as well. Yep. Um, we have several other companies that we white label for across the United States, and then of course we have just straight up wholesale accounts that we do the 45th parallel brand under and you find those in retail. And then of course we have a small retail showcase here at, at our home office. And so um, we do small retail sales just here for Jackson County, just as a service. And um, then we do, uh, we do delivery, we do delivery for shut-ins. So anything within, you know, the 15 mile radius of this, of this town, um, you know, some of the elderly or those that have uh, debilitating issues, uh, ailments, uh, we'll we'll pack up and pack their order up and deliver to them. Yeah, so, we do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's it's a great it's a great uh it's added value for for your customers. Yeah, it's uh I my you know you come from the vape industry just like me and you know we're so used to these tight tight restrictions on what we can and can't do what we can and can't say and we're still definitely under those tights of restrictions in this industry. I mean. We've experienced it firsthand with my Facebook account today. Uh, <laughs> I was banned again. It's crazy. Uh, but, you know, I think that even though there are those type of restrictions out there in terms of social media, we don't have those type of restrictions within the walls of our shops and in our local community as far as how well our mouths reach. And yeah, and that's like and, and that's a good that's a good point. I mean, that's that's a good point to exclaim because uh, what better way to get the information out than from the horse's mouth? You know, um, we said many years before, you know, in the vapor industry that social media was uh, an echo chamber, and it, it still that that still rings true yep. today. Um, there's certain tidbits of information that you can get out, but again, you know, a lot of that stuff is suppressed by um, terms of use and uh, people people and companies and corporations that are running ads, you know, for other things on, on those social media platforms that may uh, have conflicting interest with our industry. Yeah, it could even come down to social media, someone just having a bad day and just simply feeling like reporting a few people that day. That happens too, so, sadly, but yes, that yeah. happens too. And, you know, 
what I've, what I've found out though, is that as discouraging as that side of it is being that it's in the beginning, hopefully things change with that and people evolve, or we do kind of like what I'm doing and trying to find other ways and other creative outlets to have conversations and not make it about just sales. Um, where do you see this side of the industry, like how you and I look at things like a dispensary model or patient care, things like that, actually helping people? Do you see this side of the industry getting much bigger or do you see it staying more mom and pop niche? I see it getting, I see it getting bigger. Um, I don't know exactly how I would, how I would define bigger, but I would assume I guess that, more access. Yeah, I, I would I would see that there's going to be more and more dispensaries, and um, in certain states they actually call them pharmacies. Um, <clears throat> I was listening to the Alabama uh, Cannabis Commission yesterday in Montgomery, and um, they had a gentleman from uh, Louisiana on that was uh, consulting with them, and they call them pharmacies in Louisiana, even hmm. though they're run as a dispensary, and. I know that on certain states, they're only allowing X amount of dispensaries to be open for the first year that they start their medical cannabis. And then you've got the second year they open up like 30 more applications. And then the third year they may open up 60 applications and approve those. Um, But again, you don't want it too big because then it becomes a, it becomes a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Um, everybody's seen the problems that are going on in Oklahoma. Um, there's so many dispensaries and growers and processors in Oklahoma. It's the wild West over there. And yeah. so that's driven, it's driven price down. I which, was just about to say it, it killed the market. Yeah. It killed the market and drove the price down, which I mean, for the consumer, that's all great, but for the quality control, yes, that's, that's horrible because when the price of the market goes deeply down, then the oversight of the quality of the materials that are being produced aren't the same. And I'm not sure if you've experienced it yet. I know you've done a soft opening for the store, but I can assure you as a, as a fellow store owner, I can assure you that it's coming. Uh, you have to battle with gas station prices for X disposable and you sell a much higher quality product. And that price is obviously going to reflect it because of, not only that, but you're not only the cost of goods, but the fact that you're making it batch by batch, that counts for something. And I'm also quite sure that your quality of ingredients is much higher as well. You have much more control over the product rather than just taking a ton of flour, regardless of what it is, throwing it in there, making it pass quality checks, good enough to get on the assembly line, packaged up and sent out. Um, do you see... Do you see other people like yourself taking the steps to move into this side of the industry, into the hemp space, or do you feel that more people are sitting back holding off for what they feel is regulations federally coming for Delta 9? I honestly hope that more people will will come into this space like what I've done. I hope I hope there's more people with, with engineering degrees, with chemistry degrees, with science and technology backgrounds. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of people that are in the same position that I'm, that I've been in, uh, to make this, make this work, not only for them as a career, you know, and pay the bills, but also to help others, you know, that that's a big, that's a big quotient. 
you know, <clears throat> you really have to have a, um, you really have to have a personal drive to want to help others to do, to do this at, at this volume, at this volume, you know, because this is multifaceted. Normally, normally you would in, in a, like a laboratory like this, you would normally see one path, you know, they'd either be making disposables or they'd be making edibles only or right. be making tinctures only or anything like that. So again, as a compounding lab, we're making, you know, 10 and 12 products out of here at once. Mm-hmm. So, um, and of course there's people doing that on a large, on a large scale, but again, I fall back to, you know, quality over quantity. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, I would like to talk to you a little bit about your dabs in particular. Um, Being that we are bringing these dabs in under the Good Life brand, uh, I would like for everyone that is about to experience these amazing amazing products from the horse's mouth himself, explain these dabs to us. Um, So most of these these are a uh, Delta 8, Delta 10, and THCO blend. Um, we also have some with a CBD and CBN back end, so we, we're doing we're doing cr- basically a hybrid hybrid formulation of things. Most of the market we see is just straight cut forward, either just THCO or just Delta Eight or hinging on terpenes and yeah, and and that's that's all fine and dandy. I mean, I understand that you know that's where a big mass market is, but again. You have to think this is a this is a natural medicine grown out of the ground. Yeah, and then we need to treat it as such, and so therefore, again, it's not a one size fits all. So you need to be able to have several different options and availabilities for both major and minor cannabinoids. And not only that, in my opinion, being a consumer of the products, being that these products are legal and they are on a legal marketplace where you can go in and you can literally pick, I want this specific strain. You don't want it to be one size fits all. Uh, That goes completely counterintuitive to what we're trying to achieve, which is targeted effects using minor cannabinoids and in some cases terpenes. Um, speaking of those terpene diamonds were incredible. Yeah. You gave me terps is awesome. Yeah. I got to look into those. Yeah. But you know, it's just, it's, it's such an interesting industry to me. Um, I'm fascinated by it, uh, especially coming from the vapor industry where it was so singular, you know, your options in terms of where you put your head was in mods, uh, or hardware coils or juice right yeah it was always cut dry that's it yeah and that's a hard thing i mean granted we were lucky because we had juice to fall back on thank god we had juice you know um but this is this makes so much more sense to me the alternative space the hemp space uh i love the fact that we can help people all day long it it makes me personally feel like i have a reason to wake up every morning um with your soft opening, have you had many people through the doors yet? Have you had many people around the area experience your products? We have. Um, originally, we'd advertised and we'd done a um, we'd done a trade days on the uh, downtown square here in Scottsboro, and uh, we were met with just so much praise and and just happiness to have us here. And then. Two weeks ago, we did the soft opening, and a lot of people that we met from that trade day on the square started coming into the shop, 
uh, asking more questions to get educated. We'd had products at that trade day for sale. And so people had already had known exactly what the quality was in. Um, it seemed to be that edibles and concentrates were our, were our biggest seller at that, at that event. And so we've had a lot of repeat customers again, like I told you earlier today, just in conversation that, you know, I've had the same 63 year old woman come in since we've been open now two weeks, uh, four or five times. And now her husband even comes in and picks stuff up for her and her mother. So, um, there's a lot of feedback. There's a lot of feedback for what we're doing, and and I enjoy hearing it. And I enjoy hearing even negative feedback. Yeah. Because because if if I if if something's off, I need to be able to rectify that. Yeah. You know, um, me me being who I am, my reputation and my name's always been golden, and so therefore I don't ever you know don't ever want to damage that, and don't ever want to damage a, a business or a brand. You mm-hmm. know, and so. Sometimes if it's uh, if it's something that I that I can't fix, you know, I'm not afraid to uh, shell out some coin to you know consult with those that know more than I do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I hire people that are smarter than me. Sure, and I work with people that are much better and smarter than me yeah. as well. That's what makes my business successful yeah. is people like you and people like Buck and DJ and everyone else. But yeah, we've had we've had numerous numerous good comments, numerous good reviews. Um, our Google, our Google listings been lit up nonstop. Our Facebook pages have been lit up nonstop. Um, tomorrow at our grand opening, I believe that I bit off more than I could chew. <laughs> I, I really I told th- you we're here to help. I really think, <laughs> I really think there's going to be more people here than I actually, than I actually thought w- would intend to, would intend to show up. And um, I think a lot of that just um, drives because people can actually see the intent behind this program. I was just about to say intent is going to drive that traffic. Intent is going to spread the word. Good intentions are, are going to make this what it needs to be. Yeah. It's going to, I mean, it's for me, it's accountability as well as an owner. You know what I mean? Like it makes me, uh, the dedication to our customers makes me show up every day and find people like you. Um, I have one other question about the dabs, um, the resin. This might be an offline conversation, but I just wanted to bring it up to you because I, I'm in love with the resins. I, I have ranted and raved about them to you for a very long time. And for me, it's about miners as well. It's not so much about the potency of the, the, the strain or anything like that. I'm looking for the one that makes me feel best. Overall quality of, of consumption. Yes. Yep. So with these uh, type products moving into the future of this space and this industry, do you see something like a resin product making it onto the market in that, maybe not in the Delta 9, obviously, but is there a way to do that with a sprayed plant or, you know, you being the expert, I'm very curious about that. Yeah. You can, you can smash, you can smash sprayed plants. Um, there's several different options for textures and several different options for, uh, remediation after, uh, all done organically. Hmm. So we have, we have no solvents to put in anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically you're working with, uh, temperatures and pressures, and reactions it's so interesting to me and i I think conversations like 
just you know like this one or what's going to grow this side of the industry uh, I think you know you've mentioned ideas on other applications and things like that I guess my final question to you John is what do you see in terms of do you see this changing in applications of any way do you see things drifting like you had mentioned suppositories earlier different applications that aren't quite here yet. What do you see coming in the future? Um, in the future, I see a lot of nebulizers, suppositories, eye drops. Um, That's super interesting. I probably, maybe 20 years down the line, I would potentially see that the medical industry would actually use this intravenously. Um, there's, there's just a lot of different applications out there, um, for it. Um, but as far as we know, currently, you know, the, the mainstream methods are, you know, inhalation and, and oral. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. John, I really appreciate you having us here, man. Thank you guys for coming up. I really appreciate you. This is, this has been fun. My, I assure you my customers are going to appreciate the fact that you are making our dabs. Yeah, and hopefully uh, we don't take, take too much longer for the next time we see each other. I think, what, six years, five years? Well, I am putting together a dabbing class at the store if you'd like to come be the guy to co-host with me, and maybe we can teach some people around my neck of the woods about some dabs. Hashtag cold starts only. Let's do it. All right, John, we appreciate it. And everyone, I'm not sure when we will be back, but we will be back. So when you see episode five pop up in your podcast, go ahead and download it, listen to it. Tell your friends, subscribe. Let's spread the message so that we can help as many people as possible. John, thank you. Have a wonderful day and have a great grand opening tomorrow. Let's do this. See you guys. Peace.